When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? My voice is a little berry white this morning. I just woke up. I don't ever sleep in the nighttime when you're supposed to. I might be part bamfire. Bamfire? Should be a good one today, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today, Maria Bamfire. Dude, I... Stop. You wait till you are introduced. You are sitting at the kids' table, and you do not speak until spoken to. Uh, across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. You, I messaged you. We have a very, our relationship is very communicative, like divorced parents who still consider one another friends. Yeah. Like sure. we have the kids. This show is our kid. And yeah, we live in different places. We live in different places. Um, we no longer have sex with one another. And mm -mm. except, no. except when we, you know, everyone. When we both find ourselves single. When we both find ourselves yep. single and we have a little too much wine. Yep. Yep. Just trying to talk out what's going on with the show and boom, boom, bam, magic happens. But for the most part, sex with other people. And when we have to, we schedule like a divorce couple. We're very considerate. We move the show around a lot. And I needed the show moved earlier and you gave me yep. a full on, absolutely, let's do it. And then you strolled into your seat this morning like someone, like someone that just woke up from a spell. Yeah. Do you know how uh, Garfield and Odie, <laughs> they have their eyelids halfway shut? That's how I look. I just, um, I haven't grabbed enough sleep. So I, anytime I take early flights, I took an early flight to New York on Friday, then early flight home Sunday, and I just never get enough sleep because I never can get into a rhythm. So uh, I try to sleep. I slept a little bit. I slept well yesterday, but I need one more day of sleep, one more glorious day of sleep. Now, let me tell you this. I have... Uh, a dog, as you know, last night woke up at 109. I took my melatonin at 10 o'clock, went to bed. And then at 109, he woke up barking and scratching at the bedroom door to go outside. So I let him outside and it was snowing. There were some people that were shoveling their, uh, their driveway and their sidewalk at 109 in the morning. And were they spreading the bodies that turned into salt in their basement? <laughs> what do you, what do you mean shoveling? They were just awake shoveling, and so Poe was outside, and one of them came and was like staring at Poe, and then um, I was just in my underwear, and when I say just, I mean only had underwear on, and then finally was too tired to go get any other clothing, but needed to let Poe in, so I just walked out and gave a big like, how you doing, like one of those waves, when just my panties. And I'm going to tell you something. I haven't done that to any human being in a very long time. Do you think those are actually just ghosts who died in a blizzard decades ago and now they're damned to shovel every time it snows through the middle of the night? Who? Well, what's... I'm going to tell you, I, I, I hope so. I hope so because imagine being a damned ghoul and not having anything to talk about for, for decades and now finally they can go home and be like, oh, my God, you are not going to believe this shit. Uh, somebody needs a fucking T-shirt. I saw some white dong through some tight underwear today. Well, this evening, as you know, we're damned to walk the streets at night and shovel. Yes. Yes. Right. What would propel someone? Now, it was two someones. I think it was someone shoveling. Now, by the way, I want to be I want to tell you this. They're fucking awesome. They're super helpful neighbors. Sure. So I think what I, I I think I think maybe the they work during 
They just have a, a weird different schedule. They have they a, yeah, they're like Greg. Shifts. They work the overnights. Yeah. So well, I that's think a that's, less that, that's fun answer. I I always like it to be like there was an argument in the kitchen and one guy was like, well, I'll shovel it right fucking now, Sheila. Like that sort of shit. <laughs> sure. I root, I root for, I mean, I don't want anybody to be unhappy, but I like a good backstory. Well, I don't have one. I hope you're happy. I don't have a good backstory. I'm I have a bad backstory. Whoa! Oh, Nine thirty in the to morning. Go to Taco Bell. The, Why? How? Now tell me, how come we had to move the show? Daddy's getting his hair cut. Uh huh. I just <laughs> wanted everyone to hear that. That is why I had to wake up early because he needs a fucking haircut. Can I mean my hair right now looks like? So it's pretty long and it's kind of combed over. You know when rich people, they have those jeans where if they grow their hair out, you're like, oh, it's just like a Kennedy mane. Like you look like you should be on a yacht somewhere. It just, it poofs and waves. Sure. I look like somebody who tried to do that, but everybody's like, uh-uh, Dale Jr. That ain't for you, brother. Mine, mine waves at the front and then it rat tail mullets at the back like i have the same haircut but it's like my hair was listening to garth brooks on the way out of my skull i disagree i think if you gave it another week i think you're just in the in-between zone see the in-between zone and listeners are going to know what i'm talking about here the in-between zone when you're talking about a haircut is like the most horrible place you can be because there's a month, right? If you can get through that month, ladies and gentlemen, please listen. I love this character. Hold on. Can you start a YouTube? Let me get my voice down low. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can get through that month, you are home free. You are sailing literally on a yacht with the Kennedys because your hair looks fucking awesome. I like but the first character between. Well, I had to get serious. That's fine. The uh, If you could do a YouTube series uh, with that voice i mean i i'd be ready to quit the show and just follow that as a fan i think it's we'd be in a good place for that (laughs) do you want me to tell you a story i would like you i'm just curious you know no prior knowledge i'm just curious how shows have been going lately how did the shows go this past weekend well, I'm going to tell you this, first of all. I'm going to tell you that last night, so we're recording on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Last night when the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington uh, football team. By the way, you have to be, if you're a Commanders fan, you have to be hoping that someday people like Commanders becomes a slur also, right? That's a horrible yeah. name. Actually, if you... If you so I was in Washington, D.C. not that long ago, uh, technically Arlington, Virginia, but I, I went over to Washington, D.C., and people are screaming commander at each other in the street trying to make it go away. <laughs> they're just like, you heard what I said, you fucking commander? <laughs> and they're, they're just hoping someone goes, oh, wait, is this, all, is this a thing to somebody get all these fucking commanders out of my store? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to that will do it. So I was in Philadelphia, right, um, born and raised, and I was watching the game last night. I was in Philadelphia three weeks ago watching the game, and then the, the Eagles didn't get a call or whatever, but they really were playing poorly, and they ended up losing. They were the only undefeated team left, and they ended up losing, and I thought to myself, that's for that fucking late show, you <laughs> cocksuckers. I really did. I was walking on my treadmill, and I, I found this, uh, this peace in my heart. Now, if you're a Philly fan, let me tell you something. The best thing you can do as an undefeated team is lose a game. If you don't believe me, why don't you talk to Patriots fans when they played the Giants in the Super Bowl? So, that I mean, the, the truth is now you can focus on other things except this fucking undefeated record. But I did have a horrible show in Philadelphia. I always do. There's always one show where people come and I, God damn it. I think it's someone that I fucked with in high school that went off and became a billionaire and goes, yeah, I'll show him. Hey, people of Philadelphia. And he like runs an extra company in Philadelphia where he's like, hey, can you guys act like you just don't give a shit about anything in the whole universe? Oh, you can? Okay, great. And so um, I actually said this week in New York City, I think that your laugh should be auditioned when you walk into a comedy club. 
right? I think that you should walk in and then they should go, all right, can you laugh for the cedar? And then somebody goes, <laughs> and you're like, all right, you're in back. <laughs> or if somebody goes, can you laugh for the for the cedar? And they go, oh, I'm not laughing for the fucking cedar. And you're like, you don't even get to come in, you dirty asshole. You go home. You're zero fun. And then when somebody comes in and How just can't How am I supposed to laugh laughing, and eventually fuck my date? What if she yeah. sees me laugh? Yeah, right, right. Oh, hold on. I just need to make sure she doesn't laugh too hard at the other man on stage. We came here to laugh, but not too much. Um... <laughs> So it, it, yeah, just just brutal. So th then, so I was in Philly. So that's that's three weeks ago. Then I went to Nashville. By the way, Nashville, pleasant. So many good people that came to the shows. But I did have a ridiculous show. Right, I walk on stage, and there is a gentleman that is uh, filming me. Did hey. I tell this story already? No. He is filming me. And so I give him a couple like uh, model moves, like I turn my head over my shoulder because I assume he's like taking pictures or whatever. Yeah, have a little fun. Yeah, having a little fun. And then I feel like after I have a little fun, I can say to the gentleman, hey, if you're filming, I have a couple specials coming out and I'd rather they don't get to YouTube before I actually release them. Right. Right. And then someone goes, he's blind. And so then I said, well, why does he need a phone? Because that really was the first thing that came to my brain. I wasn't trying to be a dick. And then the woman he was with said, well, he's actually just visually impaired and this helps him see. And I go, okay, great. That's so much better. That's so much better than the first person that yelled at me. <laughs> and so uh, then I let that go. But it takes me, a, well, here's why it takes me a while to get back into the game is because after that, I doubled down and was such a dick where I just go, you know, I, I, I understand where you're coming from because sometimes when I'm sitting in a restaurant and there's a speaker right above me, I can barely hear the conversation at the table, right? Just to like, just to say, so I also have problems, you guys. Um, so the crowd fucking hates me. It takes me 15 full minutes to get everybody back on track and everybody listening and arms unfolded. As soon as that happens, a man from the back yells, emergency, emergency. <laughs> and he's yelling it just like a pre-recorded voice on like a boat when you hit an iceberg. Emergency, emergency. And so the guy who's running the show, so George is the guy who runs Nashville. Mm -hmm. Fucking cool as ice, this guy. Super fun hang. Also runs the club very, very well. And he just goes, uh, hey, Chad, we're going to turn the lights on. I'm like, okay, no problem. Let's just, let's, whatever's going on back there, let's, let's get it figured out. Well, it turns out this guy, right, they thought uh, he, was, he had a seizure. Ooh. So, so he hits the ground and uh, this other person who doesn't know him yells emergency. Now, normally the, the process is, and this sounds cruel, but it just is so other people don't get freaked out. They take the person, they, they stabilize them, make sure there's something in their mouth, and then they take them out to the, to the outside room. Okay. And so, so um, but the, since this man yelled emergency, it's like, well, they're not going to fucking do that. So this guy's laying down. Now, here's what I heard happened in back that made me laugh super duper duper hard. Some lady goes... Hey, I'm an EMT. And then another woman goes, excuse me, I'm a nurse. And then a final woman said, no, excuse me, I'm a doctor. So it just kept going higher and higher. I love it so fucking much. Is that the right order there? You got me. I don't know. And I'm not. And guess what? I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know enough. I know. I was just trying to goad you into putting them in a weird order oh, and having people I'm send sure you, you the sort of messages I get. Nope. So um, that is what uh, happened in the back. And so for 20 minutes, the light was on and I, there, I wasn't doing anything on stage. I was just talking to the people near the side of the stage. Here's the thing. There is no world where no matter how serious that situation is, if I hear one woman go, I'm an EMT, and then another woman goes, I'm a nurse, and then a third woman goes, I'm a doctor, I would have been behind all three of them and stepped through and gone, I've been on YouTube. 
Like, there's no way that I don't (laughs) mansplain my YouTube opinions on a medical situation. I watched Dr. Joe's channel, and he had a piece on seizures two years ago. I watched four and a half minutes of it. (laughs) Excuse me, ladies. It would have been great if uh, the, the, the doctor was like, I'm a general practitioner. And then the, f- the first person goes, you didn't hear me. I said ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. <laughs> Not EMT, you fucking nerds. Now, you guys should make an appointment. You can't hear anything. Um, just drumming up business. So I'm on stage for 20 minutes. I actually tell a couple of the people that are there, I tell them the story because someone's eating red velvet cake. So I tell them the colonoscopy story. Sure. Because someone from the um, the crowd realizes that they've heard that story on the podcast. So they go, don't you have a colonoscopy story? And I was like, all right, here we go. So I told them that story. And then the show finally starts. Starts back up. After 20 minutes. Okay. So it starts back up. It takes, surprisingly, it takes a while to get them going <laughs> again. And then... The che- it's time for the checks to come out. And so I just got them. And so I had a full fucking, I mean, it was a pretend meltdown, but it really was. I went full attack on check drops because I was, because then at that point I go, oh, you guys thought I was going to have a bad show. Does somebody have money on me having a bad show? You put this fucking fake blind guy up here. You have somebody have a fake seizure in back and I get through all of that shit. So you're like, all right, send out the checks. I mean, I really was having a full spaz. So, so that was my show in Nashville. Now, I, I will repeat, I had a fantastic time in Nashville. It had been great at the end of the show if you'd have brought all three of the women on stage and made uh, the crowd applaud for them on which one they thought was the most helpful, like you do in comedy contests. Oh, wow. We're going to do then, winner I by applause. Had, I would have had my meter. Yeah. I would have had my applause meter where you have your arms together like you're a genie. Yeah. But then one hand comes yeah. up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first up we have the EMT, Lisa. Give it up for Lisa, everybody. Oh, that's pretty good. That's about a seven on the Chad meter there. Let's see if Carol, the nurse, can beat it. What type of nurse, Carol? Don't say it. It might hurt your applause. Here we go. Let's hear it for Carol. Yeah, that's the thing. Carol, only tell me if it helps. That's one of those deals. And then, yeah, the doctor just blows it through. the. It would be like uh, on Groundhog Day. When uh, the the camera guy goes up for the bachelor auction, yeah, <laughs> it's just twenty five cents. Yeah, does she, is, the, is it two bits? Is that what she actually? T- t- she says two bits, and Which, then the guy goes sold for twenty five cents. To an elderly woman, two yeah. bits. One of the <laughs> probably my favorite movie of all time. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. I think I've told this on the show before. My brother Greg got that movie stuck in a dvd player like he had a tv dvd player combo and he got that movie stuck in there and so it's the only thing he could watch on his tv which is very funny i've had two of those happen so we had uh, used to have girls come up from uh i believe orono in the minneapolis area suburb home of no? champions are you you're from there maybe did you ever go there i've spent a fair amount of time in orono Okay. You want so to talk about girls... somebody who didn't fit in with the riches in Orono pulling well, up? Well, you were probably you were probably in the the uh, in between haircut range. Yeah, for eight you years. You should have let it grow further. You should have let it grow further. So so they would come up and they would they would go to this their lake cabin and so they'd be up all summer and they we used to have these dances in this small town at Stubbs, a place called Stubbs, and we would go to this place called Zorba's at blah blah blah. So we go to their place. And they have um, Breakfast Club stuck in their thing. So we're wondering the whole time why they only speak in Breakfast Club phrases. <laughs> and then we got there and we were like, oh, okay. Like they just would always take different parts and then talk all the way through the movie. Because they couldn't even get their TV to work. That was the only thing they could watch when they were watching something. Oh, that's a rough I know. go. So that's pretty a rough brutal. go. And then I had, um, we had a Malibu Max with DVD player for the kids, and uh, Aladdin was stuck in there. So I know every fucking word to every song 
And anytime I hear a trumpet start, I'm just like, Prince Ali, yes, it is he, but not as you know him. Like that kind of shit. It's disgusting. So that's a good movie to get stuck, though. If I'm picking one, I mean, Aladdin's Aladdin's pretty good. Yeah, Aladdin's great. Yeah, the with uh, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. not the you, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. So you that leave guy, I can't even watch him. Nashville so, after I leave Nashville. Three ranked women save a seizure patient mid yeah. mid show. Yeah. So I, I leave, and uh, now there are rumblings before I leave that this guy maybe didn't even have a seizure, took too many edibles, passed out. Ugh. So that that there's there's we don't we don't exactly know what it was. I'm I keep saying seizure because I like the idea of laughter happening so intensely all at once during my set that it shut a man's brain off. <laughs> so I do, I still, until it's proven otherwise, I still tell people it was a seizure. Now, yeah. seizures are better, better for your ego because I think you can sell yourself that story. Edible guy is, wasn't interested enough in your comedy to come sober and enjoy it. Those are. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Right. I did have a nice guy uh, send me a message from Denver. He told me, he was like, I have been waiting for years to come see you. I tried to get tickets. I was having some problems in, in normal life, so couldn't get tickets last time you were there. And then I, he had too many edibles before the show, and he had to be taken home early by his friend. And he just sent me a thing. He goes, I just wanted you to know that I was supporting you. I don't know if you saw anybody leave, but I'm sorry about that. it. Was, it was an adorable message. But um, The one show, so as you know, I don't think we've talked about this on here, but I started working a little bit on stand-up stuff again. And I did, yeah, you did. a tiny little private show at a little clubhouse in my neighborhood. Because he's your private dancer. And it was about 20 to 30 people in there. And the the Shubles was there, uh, Sweatpants yeah. Boy. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ranta Claus was on the show yeah. as well, Wayne Hmemet. Yeah. But a friend of mine down here, uh, he his family came. His brother was going to come. It was this whole thing. And I know his brother was really excited. And I got there uh, late. You know, like right before the show was going to start. And as I'm oh, walking in, <laughs> I see him, his brother, rounding the corner. I'm like, oh, they, did they forget something in the car? And then he takes one of those steps that you're like, oh, there's a lot of alcohol inside you. <laughs> he just got too, too enthused for the, the night out. And like, you know, when somebody takes three or four steps, you're like, that's just a normal guy. And then you watch their knee buckle and you go, what are you, 39 beers into this? <laughs> that's like the old Hedberg joke. His manager used to tell him he uses booze as a crutch. And he's like, I can't use booze as a crutch. Booze is more like a step I didn't see. Oh, man. Yeah, he's always good with that kind of shit. But yeah, I've, I've been that drunk before. I've been drunk where people go, hey, is it windy where you live? Because I'm just always look like I'm fighting the wind back and forth. <laughs> My favorite version of you is the version that, and I, I haven't seen it a lot, but I got to see it last time you were here. But it is the eaten until exasperation version of you. Oh yeah. Where? You, what do you mean you haven't seen it a lot? It's all I do. <laughs> I know, but to see it the way I saw it last time you were here, where we ordered dinner, then we went on a candy and ice cream run. And then you apparently pounded a bunch of stuff in between dinner and everybody else's dessert that no one knew about. And you were on the couch. We were watching the football game. And you did one of those breaths that only people who have eaten an amount of food that it's starting to poke out of the bottom of their esophagus can make. We were like, yeah. mm-hmm. like there was yeah. there was a release of air that was very funny. It's like you can't even lie down on your back and extend your body to breathe because you might choke yourself out. I'm adding to the Chad trap for when we have the Gergamu World Championships. I've added mm-hmm. something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's fun to tell you this stuff on here. It'd be more fun to just have you see it all. 
But I think this, I think I want all of us to experience it together. I don't know if you've ever been in a gas station and seen one of uh-uh. those, seen one of those Randy Macho Man Savage Slim Jim holders. Have you ever? Okay. So they're like about two feet tall. They're just like, yeah. they're like a container, but it's literally Randy Macho Man Savage and it says Slim Jim on it. It's like a full yep. cutout of him. Uh, I bought one of those and <laughs> filled it with Slim Jims. So to get to where we hang out in my basement, after getting through the treat maze upstairs, you have to come down the steps, <laughs> walk past the Skittle jar, walk through the hall of candy jars, and then around the corner and see a Slim Jim holder with Randy Macho Man Savage. And if you one time while you're here, get from the stairs to the couch without stopping at one of the many food stations. I mean, I, you you should maybe deserve the title. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Well, I'm going to tell you this. And, I, and I'm not done. Okay. Well, that's good because there's one thing that that could really potentially get me to lose this Gergamu thing. Is it my one of my many ideas that Jenna doesn't love because she's worried Kevin is going to find them and eat them? I want to put Cadbury eggs just yeah. all over. Is that where you were going? Cadbury eggs is the thing that could honestly weigh me down enough to miss every shot. But I don't like spicy meats. So what you've done there is just wasted a bunch of money. Did I? Does it, regardless of if you eat them or not, is having a Slim Jim station in my house a waste it's of money? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But as far as a strategy to get me to lose, it doesn't work because I, like, I don't like salty, spicy meats. I only like sugar. I love the idea of just... I like sugar! (laughs) I love the idea of just everywhere you look, you're like, is that a Cadbury egg? Oh, yeah, okay. Just incapable (laughs) of surveying the landscape in front of you without... It's almost... Ooh, yeah! Randy Macho Man Savage here! Snap into a Cadbury egg! Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy switch. I could just have a Slim Jim container filled with Cadbury eggs. That's what I thought you were going to say, and I was going to laugh super hard, because I've never had a smoky Cadbury egg, (laughs) and fuck, who knows? I might start eating them with the tinfoil on. I don't know. They were, of all your lack of self-control, which I also possess, as we are aware but don't discuss on this program because you're kind, I... Back before I was forced to change this diet, I can totally understand that. The Cadbury egg situation for me, the two things that do it for me are Cadbury eggs and Reese's peanut butter cups. I will eat both like a dog who's like, hey, if you keep putting food in his dish, he's actually going to explode. That's how I'll eat those things. Yep. And uh, I've almost exploded. You've heard the noise it makes (laughs) coming out of my body. (laughs) (sighs) It's so the exhale is a uh, controlled breath, trying not to vomit. <laughs> like I'm trying to get air out without it. Imagine, imagine you have a friend that was drinking too much the night before, and they go, "I don't know if I can if I can pass gas because it might be shit." That's the same version of that from my mouth. I don't know if I can exhale because it might be vomit. All right, so I leave Nashville. Yeah, yeah sure. Wonderful city, truly. Um, I could do without... Taken out to a fucking restaurant I would love by Anthony Leo. Yeah. I want to be taken. That's not fair. He's done more things for me than anybody. But the point is, I really felt left out in something that I yeah, shouldn't so, have. So we, we went to this restaurant that specializes in anti-inflammatory food. And so I sent Cy the menu, and I go, I think you'd like it here. And then I sent you a picture with Anthony, who uh, is uh, a... Top of the world human. Top of the world human and uh, and sound engineer extraordinaire. And head of production for... Yeah, I mean, so... So I, he's he's a f- far more than that at 800-pound Gorilla, a record label out of Nashville. But he uh, his sound is just like lights out. Unbelievable. It's, I, I, I begged him to come to Madison. I didn't beg him. I begged everyone else to get him to come to Madison because I didn't want to seem like a fool. And he's coming. So anyways, 
I leave Nashville. He's weird. He just came to this small secret little show here in my neighborhood because he wanted to hang out. That's how I, I leave Anthony I behind. Beg anyone. I leave for Anthony anyone. behind. And um, I come home for a little bit and then I go to New York City and I'm excited. I got to tell you something. I'm so excited because Todd Snyder clothing is in New York City. I love him. So I packed t-shirts in half of my suitcase that I hope to sell so there would be room to bring all my Todd Snyder clothes home. <laughs> That's how excited I am about this trip, right? So I go there. And then I go to the, the shows on Friday night, and God damn, is it going to be electric? They're sold out. All four shows sold out. Thank you, New York City. Oh, motion so City. So fun. Fun so city, fun. full crowds. Had to have been amazing. So I get on stage, <laughs> and I'm telling a joke that involves Chernobyl. And a woman, uh, because I also, I also mention Russian nesting dolls in a way. And she stands up and says, Chernobyl is not in Russia. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I go, I know that, but I'm just making a correlation because it's in the soap when it was when it was melting down, it was technically in the Soviet Union. And for the most part, everyone in America thinks the Soviet Union is Russia. So this this works for American minds. Right. At your and silly so, little comedy show. Yeah, it's just a silly little comedy show. If you've seen if you've seen Rocky Four, and I know you have, you think that the Soviet Union and Russia are kind of the same. Mm -hmm. So I just use that to my advantage when I'm telling this joke. But she stands up and she's like, "No, Chernobyl is not in Russia, Mother Russia." She's screaming and she's standing up, and her boyfriend is trying to pull her back on the seat, and she's hitting his arm. And I have more on that later. <laughs> and so she tells me my comedy is so stupid and not funny. And I say, it's actually so smart and so funny. I have made a Russian stand for Ukraine. <laughs> and I can't get enough of it. I'm giggling to myself. I'm so fucking proud of myself that I did this. They leave. Well, it turns out before the show, she was having her boyfriend take pictures of her and none of them were right. She was really coming over the top. She was like a 90 day fiance, you know, bridezilla combination show. Oh boy. So, so she wasn't getting it right. And he's just like not having a good time. That's what someone told me behind him. Jordan, our friend Jordan. And then he goes, they go out to the hallway outside of the showroom. She is screaming at the manager and her boyfriend finally goes, you are zero fun to be with. This is what Ranta Claus told me. He goes, you're zero fun to be with. And she goes, I'm zero fun to be with. And he goes, absolutely, yes. You are zero fun to be with. And I think they broke up. My comedy, I have tried to write an hour that brings people together. And what I'm doing is breaking up relationships. And I get, can I tell you something? I'll take it. I just want some sort of response. I want people to leave my shows having changed and whether that's without your boyfriend, I don't give a fuck. It works for me. I just want some sort of response. I want some sort of change in your life. And that works for me. And I hope she's alone forever. And I got to tell you something, with that attitude, she's going to be. Because I'll tell you something else. There are There's a chart, right? Where kind of, uh, you know, how how hot you are determines how bitchy you can be sure how much how much a man will put up with to stay with you what and should her we bitchiness, uh, is there a name for that her, chart i don't know but her bitchiness out it fucking outshot her hotness and i you know whatever she's pretty gal but not pretty enough to be doing that shit not pretty enough to, I, I don't care about heckling me anyone let me be clear about something anyone is beautiful enough to heckle me i'm saying Throw some you're not beautiful enough. Wouldn't be a Chad story you're, without it. You're not beautiful enough to make a guy take a hundred pictures of you because Jordan, the guy that was telling me the story, he was sick of her because he was right behind her. And he goes, he goes, I wanted to say to, I wanted to say to her, Hey bitch, that's how you look. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard. I just love Jordan so much, but so that wasn't even it for Friday. Okay. You think like, wow, you've had some bad shows. 
Well, let's keep going. <laughs> so I get up to the second show and Ranta Claus destroys, mm -hmm. absolutely murders the, the crowd. And I get up there and they're tired. They're tired from listening to him. Mm -hmm. You can tell. I have right when I walk on stage, there are there are two bachelorette parties. There's one. They're getting married in Miami. And the other bachelorette party right behind them getting married in Boston. So I immediately Whoop say, I, I just, and in February, Boston's a great city, but it's cold in February. And this lady, this other lady is getting married in March in Miami. So I just go, you are, this bachelorette party second tier on every level, right? <laughs> you're, you're behind this one. You're getting married in a cold place in February. It's like, it's fucked up. I go. I just said, did did you need to get married before the baby's born? That's a legit question. And then this super drunk twat, and I'm gonna say it. I've I've earned it. She is a twat. She goes, shotgun wedding, and I was like, yeah, stupid. That's exactly what I just said. Everything, except without labeling it a shotgun wedding. Shut the fuck up. And this comes into play because this lady doesn't shut up forever. I bring up Dallas, and she starts screaming D-Town, right? Oh. Just starts screaming D-Town. And I go, um, you know, make some horrible jokes. And I go, uh, I go, are you from D-Town? And she screams, yeah, D-Town. I go, I wish you were there on D-Day. Like, I'm <laughs> making death jokes now. I mean, that one doesn't so even make sense, but I understand what you were going for. Yeah. And so finally... She, um, I think it makes perfect sense, by the way. <laughs> Finally, she says, she, she keeps saying, do we get a veteran's discount? And I'm like, I, oh, by the way, I walk on stage and three of the girls in the Miami bachelorette party are full sleeping. <laughs> I shut chin on tits, full sleeping. <laughs> so that's what I walk up to. <laughs> And so I, I'm just annoyed by the whole situation. And she goes, do it She's This girl's fucking hammered. And also, I don't know if you've ever heard someone with a thick Boston accent say February, but it's awesome. It sounds like Andre the Giant. He's like, we are, go we are going to be filming Princess Bride in February. I mean, that's what it sounds like. She's like. She's getting married. Hey, Quacksucker, she's getting married in February. It's like It was so crazy how bad the R fucked her up in February where she just went total guess on the rest of the word. <laughs> Hey, Quacksucker, she's getting married in February. It was so funny to me. And so I made fun of her. Anyways, back to this other bitch. And I'm saying bitch and I'm saying twat, but you guys weren't there, okay? Listen. So she goes, can we get a Veterans Day discount? And I'm like, why do you keep asking? You're in here. I don't have the ability to give you a fucking discount. So now I just lose my mind. And she goes, we're all in the fucking Air Force. We're in the Air Force. And I go, are you guys pilots? And she goes, no. And I go, oh, flight attendant. Because now I've, I want to go to sleep. I've, I, hope, I hope I say something that gets me canceled so that I can just walk to my hotel and go to sleep and not do the last 20 minutes of this fucking set. So I go, oh, flight attendants. And the crowd shut. You know, some people laugh. And the, like the gronks of the world start to laugh. And then a lot of women fold their arms and like, we were with you till you said that. And then I just double down and I sing highway to the waitress zone. <laughs> highway to the waitress zone. And, uh, and now I get again, even some of the gronks I lose on that one. They were like, I can't join you on that. That's too misogynistic. And I was like, I don't fuck. I want to get fucking canceled. I need to go to bed. Clearly, with how I'm talking to people, I need to go to sleep. And uh, I got to tell you something. The next day I woke up and I thought, you know, comedy's not really fun right now for me. <laughs> and I go through phases. And comedy, it wasn't fun on that day. And, but I listened back to Highway to the Waitress Zone and kind of giggled. That's how I started my day. I just, I didn't listen to my whole set. I went directly to that and I found it. 
And then I listened to Highway to the Waitress Zone, and I thought, okay, I'll give it one more try tonight. <laughs> and then I'll tell you something. It was fun. I had a good time on Saturday. So again, thanks to everyone that came out. because, And I do mean everyone. Sometimes you need those shows to remember that you need to keep trying. Because I'll tell you, I am sick of my fucking act. Because I'm getting it ready for the big special December 3rd, Orpheum Theater. The first show is sold out. Come to the second show and see my second special. It's two specials, one night. Plug so alert. Plug alert. Chad yeah. has a yeah. special coming up. And then another special right after that. Plug alert. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm not sick of I'm just like I want it to be the recording already. Yeah, yeah. You get to that point where you've refined your material and you work so much. You have to be at that moment where how much are you really going to learn in the next two to three weeks before you take it on stage? It's almost like a golfer where if you overthink it, you might fuck something up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, it's like, you know, when you get the ball outside the three point line, you should shoot it right away instead of thinking about it. Otherwise you're going to miss most people. Otherwise, most people are going to miss. I still make it, but yeah, otherwise sure. you're going to miss. So I'll see you at the Gurgamu championships. Anyways, I am terribly excited to shoot the special because I think for the, the first special is ready. Mm-hmm. And the second one I think is going to be real fun because it's going to be, I don't know. I am I am really excited for that night. That's all I'm saying. Can I tell you that I think so you sent me your set what is this is long before you had the two sets, two specials idea. Maybe you had it but you weren't vocalizing it. But you right. sent me what was the bones of your first special that you're recording that night. Right. What was yeah. this? 8 months ago? Probably. I was in, uh, I remember the set was from Tacoma, Tacoma Comedy Club. And it was at that moment, and I don't need to flatter you, but it was at that moment, I was like, this is so fucking good. And I know it's, well, thank you. I know it's evolved a ton since then. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how you emotionally handle getting one shot at recording both of these things that you've beautifully built. Yeah, vomit on a sweater already, mom spaghetti. You get one shot. Something like that. Beautifully stated. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, uh, you mentioned the scale of like hotness versus your ability to be unlikable. And yes, correct. I'm a big and, and by the way, I don't know if there is a scale, and oh, I'm not for sure. apologizing for what I said, Joel. I'm just saying I don't know if there's a scale, but there has to be a point where a dude goes, "You are way too fucking annoying for this," and vice versa. A woman, and and by the way, the scale happens way more on the man side. A guy could be a real fucking chode because one day he had a good hair day. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm rocking this fucking attitude for the rest of my life. So I understand that, too. But I'm talking specifically about this Russian woman who, no fun, zero fun. And if you don't believe me, ask your fucking ex-boyfriend. So I am, as you know, big fan of hot people. I'm a big, I like hot people. I think they're fun to look at. Uh, all mm-hmm. varieties. Just give me, put a hot person in front of me and I'll gaze for days. Uh, and I am a big celebrity guy. I think celebrities are, I mean, arguably the funniest people on earth. If you don't, I think people take them seriously. If you instead step back and think about how hilarious it is that people are famous and that being famous gives them a sense of importance and gives people who look at them a feeling as if they're important. It's, Mm -hmm. I, I love it so much. I love celebrity chefs. I love celebrity, like, at, the fact that there's a famous dog trainer, Cesar Milan, like, there's a dog whisperer, that's the funniest thing in the yeah. world to the, me. The fact, the fact that everybody's not famous makes me want to puke. So, the <laughs> big celebrity guy, and, yep. uh, and I'm a big celebrity advice guy, because they live in this world that is bananas. Like, nothing you say is relevant to any of us normies. Every once in a while, a blind right. squirrel finds an acorn. You're like, yeah, you're right there. That was apropos for those of us who live in the normal world. 
but I was on Instagram and I just caught this clip of Giselle Bündchen, famous, wealthy supermodel, who yep, is Victoria's Secret. I don't know where she's at, but she's got that. Uh, she's wearing like a turtleneck and a Garth Brooks mic. So I don't know, like. She she looks like she is a, a manager at Old Navy or The Gap. Yes, yeah, she, she's got Where that. she's just like, oh, you like my turtleneck? Hold on for a second. She touches the mic. She goes, hey, can you guys bring out one extra, uh, the turtleneck that I'm wearing? <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, it looks like they're like, somebody get my TEDx outfit ready. So I don't know where she's, what panel she's on or what speech she's giving, but she gives this advice to a group of humans and then it goes viral on the internet. Okay. It's your job to say, I choose this thought and I don't choose that. And I, you know, because whatever you give energy to is what grows. I actually have a chapter in my book that it talks about that. It's like, you know, where your energy goes is what grows. And it's like, we have to choose where we put our energy in because that's where we're going to manifest. So it's, it's the, the more consciously and we can make those choices and where we're letting our mind go, the better it's going to be for us. So let me say first, I don't disagree with that in theory. Wait, do, do you not disagree with the first time she said it or the fourth time she said the exact same thing in different words? So listen to me, Chad. What in the fuck? Listen to me, Chad. I think that where your manifest, when you put the, uh, is the, where your choices are, they are choices. And when you make a choice, it's a decision. And the decision is something that somebody has chosen to choose to have a choice when you choose to make a decision about your choices. Yeah, it was a lot of the same shit. Now I'm gonna tell you something, I, I've never learned a second language. I've tried to learn Spanish almost my whole life and I can't do it. And so I don't know what I would sound like if I gave a TED talk in Spanish. I would probably be saying like, uh, the dog loves bananas and sometimes oranges. Do you think so? Juice. I mean, I'm the dumb one who can't do, do... If you'd been a celebrity in Mexico, or Spain for the last 20 years, I think you'd be up there like, and it has nothing to do with her impression, even though I did a bad version of it. The, the point is, I just love seeing like one of the hottest people on earth be like, you have to give your energy to the right place. And, like, and I think that's yeah. true. But, you know, uh, maybe like, give me like an uggo who makes 28 grand a year who's like, listen up, everybody. <laughs> I believe that the important thing you have to do to get going the right direction, it's all about manifesting by putting your energy in correct places. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy with one of those big alcoholic noses, you uh, know, gin blossoms. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a beard. I was <laughs> a beard. Yeah. It's just dripping grease. Everybody out here is trying to do the best they can but i gotta tell you you have to decide wherever your energy grow wherever you your energy goes that is what grows let me tell you something right now if you don't like spicy meats you take the spicy meats out of the container and you fill it up with cadbury eggs snap into a cadbury egg <sighs> it's not she's not the best celebrity advice person of all time, I anytime a celebrity gives advice, I'm right there in line, like, eating it up. I don't know if you remember this. Tom Cruise, everybody's like, why didn't Tom Cruise do interviews anymore? Well, because for a while, he had a pretty bad run. You, everybody, yeah. everybody remembers him jumping on a couch trying to, like, convince us that he likes human women. And... Uh, yeah, Katie Holmes, specifically, I think. Yeah. He went on this interview years ago... With Matt Lauer, and I, I I won't be able to directly quote it, but he Brooke Shields had done some interview about postpartum depression. What what are we the E News Network all of a sudden? What's up sure on the size going. hot celebrity gossip corner from 15 years ago? Sai, what's going on over there? Well, Brooke Shields is having some postpartum depression. Let's hear what Tom Cruise had to say about that in his interview with Matt Lauer. Like the three. But most first, the Kardashians. <laughs> So I, yeah, they've been around that long. The, uh, he came on there and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think she should take antidepressants. He essentially said he doesn't believe in chemical imbalances in the brain. 
and you have to use like exercise and vitamins and Matt Lauer who you know eh, not there's not some great stuff in his past <laughs> but Matt Lauer was like well what if that works for her and it was so funny his face like genuine he's like I just don't think nope it doesn't like I, Tom Cruise <laughs> the fact that he doesn't do interviews anymore in today's social media age is such a crime because that dude is a banana boat being towed by a bigger, faster banana boat. Anytime an interview is basically introduced like this, I love to watch it. Hey, everybody, coming up next, somebody known their whole life for their looks is about to use their brain. <laughs> That's one of my favorite intros. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what goes on my like Mount Rushmore of funny celebrity advice. I like uh, Avril Lavigne had a good one on what men are looking for and uh, and uh, uh, making them chase you. I remember that one. That was a good one. Sean Connery. There's a rough Sean Connery one out there. You know what? We don't need to do this. I don't need to turn this into this show. I love you. I'm so excited for your specials. I can't wait. Thank you so much. I can't Thank wait. You. I can't wait for you to do them and then have them be done and then see them. I'm psyched. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to, to, to do them and then write the new hour and be excited. And uh, I'm, I'm very stoked that this first show sold out. And I hope the second one does. And then listen, it's going to be an absolute blast of a night. So and as soon um, as you get done with this, you and I can finally launch our traveling husband and husband musical comedy act, uh, you know, yeah. where we use a lot of the old tropes. But you know, it's two upper Minnesota men who fell in love and did the best they could to push through a podcast that was tearing them apart. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.